When I was working as a portfolio manager, one of the things that I did every quarter was I would do a recap, sort of a summary of what had just occurred in the previous three months. And I would do this mostly just to stay up to date for myself, but also just to have informed conversations with my clients, sort of get a lay of the land and use that as I formulated my investment strategies going forward. I still do that, uh, even though I'm retired from the business now. And I just thought, you know, I go through the work. Maybe I'll just share that with the audience here. And if it's something that you find value in, let me know in the comments and I will uh, perhaps turn this into a quarterly series if it's something that you uh, think you can use in your investment journey. So uh, I'm gonna start right off the bat here with a big macro view. So let's look at the major North American indices and see what happened in the first quarter of 2023. Obviously the big story here was the strength in the tech industry. So we see the NASDAQ 100 up over 20%, 20.5% uh, during the three months. S&P 500, the more broad index, up about 7%. The Toronto Stock Exchange here at home up 3.7%. And the Dow being the laggard in this space, uh, just barely eking into positive territory. As you can see by this chart, everything was relatively choppy, but especially the NASDAQ, which was more volatile, but did end up being the leader for the space. Taking a more global look, if we look over in Europe, St. Paddy's Day must have been pretty good in Ireland. It was the leading index over there, up 20% uh, for the first three months of the year. Uh, Spain, Germany, both up over 15%. We saw good strength in France and Greece. In the Netherlands, all 13.5%. Norway was the worst performing index over the three months, down 5.31%. Most likely on news that the central bank is, is quite hawkish still and they're looking at, at raising interest rates and they're certainly signaling in that direction. If we flip over to Asia, we'll see the strongest index over there, Taiwan up about 12%, kind of ties in with the tech sector. Japan up 8%, the China Shanghai index up almost 6%. We saw Australia up 2% and Hong Kong flat at 0.81%. The worst performing space over there, India, down 3%. If we take a little more granular look now and look at the specific sector performances, if we start with the TSX, we will see that Infotech was the leader up over 23%. Notably financials, pretty much flat during the time period, uh, basically a spinoff it seems from the US banking issues that have been uh, going on south of the border there. Worst performing sector, energy down over 5%. S&P 500, same information, Infotech leading the way, communications up 20% in the first quarter. Like here in Canada, energy, financials near the bottom of the pack. In this case, both losing 5% plus. If we look specifically at industries, we see the semiconductor industry up 28%, that being the leader. Internet stocks up 20% plus, software 19%. And as we might expect, the worst performing industry, regional banks down 24% during the first three months. What stocks do you hold in your portfolio? Let's look at the biggest winners and losers of the first quarter of 2023, starting uh, with the NASDAQ. Let's take a look there. We'll see NVIDIA with a very strong 90% uh, one quarter return. Meta Platforms, Tesla, Warner Brothers, Align. You can look on down the list here and see the strongest performing companies. And as you might expect, the majority of the top performers fell into the information technology space. When we look at the losers on the NASDAQ this time period, we look at Sirius XM down 32%, JD.com 21.8%, and Phase Energy down over 20%. And you can see on down the line, the companies that underperformed during Q1 2023. Shifting over to the S&P 500, it's kind of a repeat basically of what we saw on the NASDAQ with the big IT companies, the big communications companies uh, leading the way there. But a big change here is on the negative side. We see First Republic Bank down 88.5% 
during the first quarter. Zion's Bank Corporation, Charles Schwab, etc., etc. As you look on down the line there, uh, financials and healthcare really dominating the negative performers there. If we shift now closer to home to the Toronto Stock Exchange um, here in Canada, we look at the winners first, and there's a bit of a surprise, I would say, which is Nuve Corporation, which falls into the financials sector. And when we see all of the negative news that we had in the financials, uh, nice to see them leading the way with a gain of 71%. Plus, Shopify performed well, OpenText, uh, Algonquin Power had a pretty strong quarter, and you can see so on down the list there. The biggest losers, no surprise, the energy sector and the financial sector dominates the space here. Look on down the list here and you can see if any of the stocks in your portfolio fell into the losers category. I wanna shift now over to commodities. Uh, but first I do want to remind you that in addition to this YouTube channel, we do have our investing academy as well. And this is our online platform. Uh, we work with Canadians from across the country of all ages and we help educate about investing and financial issues in general. The course material is designed to take you from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. So I will put the link in the description below. So in the commodity space, if I start with WTI crude, so West Texas Intermediate Crude ended the quarter at $75.21 a barrel, down 6.5% during the quarter. Brent crude ended at $79.61 a barrel, again, down 7.3%. And a space you did not want to be in the first quarter of 2023 would be natural gas. The sector itself down 45% overall with the price of natural gas closing the quarter at $2.19 per million BTUs. So that's a space you would have liked to have avoided. Precious metals, an interesting quarter. We start with gold. So gold was up 8.5% in the quarter, closing out at 1970 US dollars per ounce. Silver, the purple line here was flat, roughly up about half a percent closing at $24 an ounce, and copper had a good quarter. The green line up 7.37%, closing at $4.09 per ounce. On the fixed income side of things, interest rates continue to dominate the story. And let's start with looking at some of the bank rates. If we look at the Fed rate, probably the, the big one people watch globally, we can see that the rates did increase, but at a slower pace. So there were two 25 basis points increases during the year in February and March. And we can see if we even look back over 2022, we can see how that has really, the pace has slowed, although they are still continuing to increase. Looking here in Canada at the Bank of Canada rates, there have been two announcements so far in 2023. January, we saw a 25 basis points increase. And on March the 8th of this year, we saw the bank hold tight at 4.5%. So that's the first time in a long time that we have not seen an increase in the Bank of Canada rate. So that's kind of encouraging perhaps. Look at the yield curves. We still see an inverted yield curve both here and in the US. In the US, we see the 10-2, which is the gold line here at negative 5.65% on that spread. We see the US 10-3, the green line 1.3% negative. Looking here in Canada, if we look at the blue line, which is the 10-year, two-year, we still see that in negative territory. And also the 10-year, three-month, the orange line uh, far down there, uh, well into negative territory from the yield curve perspective. Uh, if you want to perhaps earn some money somewhere else, look at some higher rates. Let's take a quick look around the globe just for fun here, see where you can make some money. I'm gonna look at Pakistan. Their 10-year rate right now is 15%, a little north of that. There's an opportunity there if you're willing to take that higher risk. Nigeria, 14.3%. Kenya, north of 14%. Brazil, hovering around 13%. Russia, with all the conflict going down there, the 10 year is 10.3. And at the bottom end of that scale, of course, Japan with their notoriously low interest rates, 
10 years is gonna pay you 0.39% right now. Obviously, uh, big talk over the last year, but continuing on into 2023 is inflation. Uh, if we look here at home, Canada, Canada finished the quarter with that CPI up 5.2% year over year. The trend has been down in the first quarter of 2023. If we look back though, from a 10 year perspective, obviously it's still uh, very high, but it is encouraging to see uh, a little bit of uh, correction in that coming downward there. If we look to the US, it finished the quarter at a 6% CPI, again, improving, but still high when we look back even a 10 year perspective here, we can see uh, that it is still trading in a you know quite a high level compared to that. Quick look at currencies here. A lot of Canadians invest in American assets. So whether it's stocks, real estate, etc. We ended the quarter with our dollar at 74 cents US. So that's basically to buy one US dollar, you're gonna have to pay a dollar 35 Canadian. From a volatility perspective, it was pretty much flat during the corner. You can sort of see in the top part of this chart here, the Canadian dollar gained 66 basis points uh, against the US dollar during the course of the year. I do wanna mention Bitcoin here. And although I don't see Bitcoin as a currency because I don't see a lot of people out there buying stuff with it, big quarter up almost 70% during the quarter. So those of you who are big uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency um, advocates, you had a good month, if you are a good quarter rather, if you were invested there. The big stories in 2023, first quarter, I'm thinking, you know, obviously the US regional banks, the um, Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic Signature, all of the issues that they've had south of the borders have affected the banks here in Canada, especially TD Bank. I mean, it's really taken a hit relative to its peers. So that's something that uh, to me was a big story in Q1 2023. Obviously, as we saw, tech stocks led the way there. We'll see what happens in the next little bit here. March 31st, so just you know, catching in the quarter, Rogers and Shaw, the, 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 uh, the merger was announced as having been finalized. I don't think it was officially finalized, but it did sneak into the news in the first quarter. And uh, a big uh, issue that we're still gonna see how it plays out in the remaining nine months of the year is this issue of a recession. Will there be one? Will it be soft? Will it be hard? And those are the things that, uh, you know, they'll play out. And um, if this is something you'd like me to keep you up to date on, just uh, leave a quick comment below and I'll put this in the schedule uh, to maybe cover this off at the end of June as well. That is my 2023 first quarter in a nutshell report. I'm gonna ask you, what did I miss? And if I turn this into a quarterly series, what other data would you like to see incorporated um, into a report like this? Everyone likes a good battle. I'm pretty correct on that, right? You are the judge in our stock battle series that we do on a regular basis. I will put a playlist right here, you can check that out, and you can weigh in with your vote as to who has the better stock for that particular video. As always, I do thank you for watching this video. Look forward to seeing you in the next video.